Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard along with Rhino in the Super Talk studios guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music on this Tuesday. Oh yeah. Tuesday approaching the middle of the week. But a beautiful day outside across uh, the state of Mississippi. Coming up on the program today, action-packed at 1020, Congressman Trent Kelly joins us at 11.05. Representative Hank Zuber, he represents District 113 in Mississippi. That's Jackson County. And then at 12.05, Senator John Polk. He represents Mississippi's Senate District 44. That's Lamar, Pearl River uh, counties. He's the chair of the Accountability, Efficiency, and Transparency Committee. Representative Hank Zuber, by the way, is the chair of the Banking and Financial Services Committee. So. We got lots to talk about. Should be a great show. We appreciate you so much for uh, joining us. And, uh, you know, start off by something, Rhino, that I apologize to our, our audience for. Failed to do, which is call attention to Sunday, which was Law Enforcement uh, Appreciation Day. And so wanted to give a shout-out to the men and women that protect us on the thin blue line. We are much appreciative for their service and always enjoy having members of law enforcement, particularly our uh, regular guests from the Mississippi uh, Highway Patrol that join us. Always great. So just wanted to call uh, a shout out to them and uh, extend our gratitude for their service, their sacrifice. And Rhino, you you shared with us yesterday this incredible story of uh, a private aircraft. Oh, yeah, there's a video that's been making the rounds on social media. I'll see if I can pull it and put it up in the Facebook group. But uh, it's body cam footage from a precinct that is under the umbrella of Los Angeles Police Department, LAPD. And the story, apparently, is this single pilot plane, Mm -hmm. small plane, had to make an emergency landing, wound up on the train tracks, and uh, it looked like a pretty violent emergency landing because the guy was pretty bloody in the footage. Yeah. And uh, the the body cam is them rushing towards the plane, grabbing him, removing him from the plane, and as they're dragging him away, it's like an action movie, here comes the train. Train. Just destroys the plane. Yeah. And it looked like 
he was uh, unable to oh, yeah. he extract was himself. Way. Yeah, so they came to his aid, saw that he was beat up uh, pretty badly, and, and they, they pulled him out of the plane. I mean, just in the nick of time when that train comes through and just absolutely plows right through that airplane, no, no question he would have lost his life. I believe, had they not pulled him out. so But this is all in a day's work for these people. But all we hear from the left is that they're systematically racist, and oh, it's just, you know, every single one of them is committing uh, blatant police brutality. It's just insane. I get tired of it. This, this group, this grouping that the left seems to just feast on and thrive on. It just gets long in the tooth. Tired of it. It's just, it's inaccurate, if nothing else. So, enjoyed also having uh, Pepper Crutcher on the program yesterday talking about the Supreme Court hearing with respect to the vaccine mandates. Don't think there's been any update there yet. Pepper, you remember on the program yesterday, thought, we might be uh, hearing something even yesterday uh, coming out of the Supreme Court on uh, some sort of injunction or emergency action, I guess. But that doesn't look like it happened. And so those, those rules are in effect. But I think, once again, how is OSHA going to get around and enforce all these rules? I don't think they have the resources. I don't know to the extent that employers are complying at a minimum, according to Pepper yesterday. They've got to be meticulous in their record-keeping of who's vaccinated and who's not, and all the testing and the communications and all that sort of stuff, as uh, prescribed by the order, by the regs, handed down and administered by OSHA. So we'll see where all that goes. We will pass on... Breaking information, as they say, as soon as we have it. Pepper's really good about sending me info as soon as he has it, sends it uh, to me personally, so that we can pass that on. And he tracks that stuff. I mean, that's just what he does. So, And we appreciate that. If you want to see the video, it's now up in the Facebook group. You're talking about the airplane crash, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, appreciate you sharing that. And, and again, this truly does, I think, Rhino, exemplify what these folks do day in and day out. To serve and protect. That's what they do. Day in, we never call attention to that. Not the millions of incidents like that, of encounters, where they have protected and saved and secured the public. I think the best argument against the whole all cops are bad or the much worse version of that saying, go to the, the next time you see a police officer. Yeah. Just as friendly and as casually and as nice as you can, and if they have something else better to do, don't get upset that they don't have time to humor you. But just ask them, hey, do you have a blanket or a teddy bear you keep in the trunk of your car? Because I pretty much guarantee you, nine times out of ten, they're going to have a blanket or a teddy bear or a bag of candy or something just tucked away in the cruiser in the event they come up on an accident. And there's a kid. While the parents are needing attention, the kid's sitting over. You never know. Well, I'm glad but to know that. It's to serve and protect. Sure. And that's, that's what they're out there for. Yeah, there are bad apples. There are bad apples in every profession. Yeah. Absolutely 100% true. And, and 
Look, the vast majority of them, I don't think they take great pleasure out of running around and chasing bad guys. Much more pleasure out of just deterring bad things from happening and serving any way they can. I mean, that's been my experience. If you don't do dumb stuff that's unlawful, you you ain't going to have a problem. (laughs) Nobody ever talks about that. It's just, as you said, the... The scant, slim, tiny, fractional few incidents that aren't really consistent with the high standards of law enforcement, that gets all the dang attention. It's just the hyperbolic nature, I guess, of of our culture, our world. Speaking of going a little uh, crazy and extreme, what about this COVID thing has caused many people to just lose their minds? How about this teacher, I think over in Texas, that felt her 13-year-old was infected with, um, with COVID? This is over in the Houston area, Houston, Texas. And so she wanted to bring her child in for testing and possible treatment. She had to quarantine him somehow. And you know how she did it? Stuck him in her trunk. I kid you not. She put her 13-year-old child in the trunk of her vehicle. At least it's a 13-year-old. Yeah. I, okay. If it's like a 4- <laughs> or 5-year-old, that's a terrifying experience. A 13-year-old has probably always really wanted to ride back there. <laughs> could be. This is crazy. People are crazy. What's really also crazy is that the so-called... Uh, institutions of higher learning across this country, they have totally abandoned rationale in imposing COVID restrictions. I mean, there's just some stuff that is totally crazy. There is um, there's an organization known as Campus Reform, and they've gone out and investigated all these crazy rules and COVID policies from various universities, and they've compiled a list. So Amherst College is requiring students to wear two masks indoors. Students at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, they're being tested weekly and must wear masks indoors. At Georgetown, they're testing them at random, just like pro athletes, you know, they test for doping and so forth. Students in Princeton aren't allowed to leave Mercer County, where the university is located, except in extraordinary circumstances. I mean, this has gone crazy. What is this doing? Is it accomplishing anything besides consuming cycles, spending money, detracting from the purpose of paying money to go to a college? we got more we'll share on that later on in the program. Coming up uh, after the break here, we've got Representative Trent Kelly joining us. We're going to get his thoughts on the voting rights legislation uh, that they're pushing for hard in the House and, and other matters before the House of Representatives. Stay with us.
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 55. Tonight, increasing clouds, low around 35. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 57. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 35. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 62. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. Joining us now, the congressman representing Mississippi's first district representative, Trent Kelly. Good morning, Congressman. Thanks for joining us, sir. Good morning, Gerard. Great to be on Super Talk again. Yes, sir. So 
I guess the big news today uh, that we wanted to get your thoughts on is the president has traveled to the great state of Georgia. Uh, interestingly enough, less than 24 hours after the Georgia Bulldogs were crowned national champions of the Division I football world, he's down there in Georgia talking about voting rights and he continues to push hard, as do your colleagues, your Democrat colleagues there in the House and over in the Senate as well. It's like we've just pivoted from the domestic agenda. We've jumped all over this deal. And, of course, they got to get rid of the filibuster to make it happen. I know that you've reviewed the provisions of this legislation. Is it the end of democracy if a prospective voter can't register and vote on the same day? I mean, that's what they're saying. You know, it, it is amazing to me. Is uh, You have to have a COVID card to get in a restaurant up here now. Okay, you have to show vaccination. Uh, you have to wait in long lines to get tested. And these are the same things they're saying. Well, you don't need an ID to vote, and you don't. You should never have to wait in line to vote. Something as precious as our right to vote. Listen, January twenty marks one year of complete democratic rule of both chambers and the presidency. And I, and I just ask you, what have they accomplished in the last year? But they're still going forward, trying to change voting laws so that they can rig elections. And they, th this is crazy. I mean, this week we're voting on a piece of legislation that is entitled NASA. Okay. However, what it does is give them a way to break the filibuster and to pass their voting rights or part of their voting right legislation in the United States when we send it over there. So we'll vote no on that. And everybody say, why'd you vote no against NASA? We're, we're not voting no against NASA. We're <laughs> voting no on voting rights and, uh, and, and no voter ID uh, in a federalized way. Yeah, I mean, it is rich, isn't it? You've got to have all these credentials showing and proving you've been vaccinated or tested and so forth. And you and now OSHA wants you to keep up with all the employers to maintain all these records uh, documenting all that. But when it comes to voting, which should be a, a solemn right, a privilege, honestly, as, as a citizen in this country, Oh, no, just step right up and cast your ballot. That just is mind-boggling to me. Go try to rent a car. Go try to get on an airplane <laughs> on a commercial flight without a photo ID, and they would laugh you out of the place, if not put you in jail if you raise cane. But yet the most precious thing we have in this nation is our one-vote, one-person thing, and yeah. they don't want any, any, any rules that, uh, that stop you from voting. Well, in the Senate, of course, uh, to, to break the filibuster rule, they, they need uh, to get all the Democrat senators on board with that, all 50, and then the, and then the uh, vice president could cast a tie-breaking vote. But thus far, Senators Manchin and Sinema have expressed uh, their lack of desire to change the rules. And uh, I think just as recent as this morning made uh, updated statements uh, attesting to uh, and confirming that position. So what do you think happens over there? I, I hope uh, I, I hope that they will hold tight, and I think that both Manchin and Cinema will do that. I actually served with Kirsten in the uh, in the U.S. House when she was over here, yeah. and of course the Democrats have tried to bully them and put protesters outside and done ugly things to them and said ugly things across the media. Uh, but I think they're like most Mississippians I know. We'll do anything you ask us, not a daggum thing you tell us to. <laughs> and I think uh, their bullying is not going to work with those two. And I hope I hope they hold hold the line. Yeah, I I totally agree. 
agree with you. All right, let's let's talk about these vaccine mandates. As you know, the Supreme Court heard arguments on that this past Friday, and we thought maybe we'd get something handed down from them yesterday. We didn't. Where do you think all that goes? I hope that they do not allow this president to have the authority to do vaccine mandates. Uh, I, I think it is a it sets poor precedent for everything that we do. Listen, I think people should be vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. However, I do think that people have a right to choose. And our CDC, if you think about this, Joe Biden told us he was going to stamp out COVID. That's what he ran on. Yeah. And we've had more deaths more hospitalizations, uh, it's more widespread, more cases since he's taken office. Uh, he turned down 750 million test kits in October, yet now he hasn't even got the contract in place to get the 500 million we need to get people back to work. And oh, by the way, uh, we need to put our kids back in school. Uh, we, we need to quit this stuff. This is having huge psychological effects on our kids. And uh, it's all on the Democrats and it's all on Joe Biden. But he won't be firm with the unions, Congressman. It, it's it's so clear that that it's all politically motivated. Why won't he go to the unions and say, "You guys need to get in the classroom and teach these kids. You're hurting our most precious asset, our children." Maybe he'll whisper at them. Uh, you know, that seems to be when he wants to. Maybe he'll whisper at them. But he's not going to stand up to the unions. He's not going to stand up to those votes. And quite frankly, why would we expect him to have the courage to do that when we saw what he did in Afghanistan in the withdrawal? We've seen what he's done with China and Russia. And, and, and he, he just does not have the courage to stand up and do that to the unions. Yeah, that's terrible because uh, who are being harmed are America's children and and the families of those children who are having to uh, uh, make adjustments to their lives just to deal with their kids being at home again. I heard one mother uh, a couple of days ago say that her her child's been in school for uh, two years now, kindergarten, first, second grade. The child thinks that school is a place to go where you wear masks and don't talk to anybody. I mean, that's, the, that's what we're raising now. How, how do you undo that? That's my concern. Why aren't they part of the conversation in this policymaking? Well, I mean, you would think they would have learned from Virginia uh, where they see that parents want to be involved in their school's education. They want their kids in school. They want to have the choice. And listen, if they're scared or they don't want to send their child, there's provisions. They can do that virtually. But the parents want to make the decisions. But the Democrats are all about the not we. I mean, point in case, last night we come back, they say you have to wear an N95 mask on the, on the floor. Just a regular mask won't do. And the speaker opened it up with a cloth mask that was color coordinated <laughs> with her outfit okay it is the the not we the not me yeah there's so many examples of it and now there's there's uh, new updates from the from the CDC director Rochelle uh, Walensky who says well we think that of those who are dying from COVID and this is not to minimize the the seriousness of the disease but we think 75 percent of those have comorbidities well most rational people I think felt that way and knew that why is that just now coming and it, and it's not again that we don't need to be concerned about it and, and uh, handling it appropriately but with wrong information, you end up with wrong guidance, and that's what's been happening. 
You do. Well, the reason we didn't get that last year is because it was a media that wanted to elect Joe Biden president. And the best way for them to do that was to skew the statistics to look like Trump was doing horribly. But look, Trump got more people vaccinated than Biden has. All the people vaccinated were under Trump's plan. All the vaccines we gave Biden, three vaccines, working vaccines when he came into office. He's not done them. We had the testing capabilities, but you don't hear him saying he's not testing. He's not getting the population vaccinated because let me tell you the way to do this is to educate not to boss and mandate and uh if they would do that people will get vaccinated but not when they're told they have to i totally agree with you uh change uh, directions a little bit Uh, senator john ossoff over in the senate there has uh, introduced uh, introducing a bill that would bar members of congress from trading stocks what do you think about that well Fortunately, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have any stocks. I don't have the wealth to do that. So, uh, listen, I don't think that we should be allowed to trade any stocks uh, if we have inside information or know the outcomes or in any way influence. I don't think we should ban us from doing stocks. I think we should ban us from doing stocks that we have any interest or any knowledge of. So I shouldn't be able to do defense stuff. I shouldn't be able to trade and, uh, you know, anything, uh, General Atomics or Ingalls or all those things yeah. based on my knowledge of what may come out. Yeah. But I think if I do something in pharmaceuticals, which I have no uh, no, no knowledge of, then I should be able to trade. But it, we should be really careful because, uh, listen, uh, it matters what people think you're doing, and we need to be up and above, and we don't need to be trading stocks in areas. So I kind of, I kind of for that. We don't need to be trading stocks in areas we have inside information. I, I think it's just transparency. That's what Americans want. It's just be honest and transparent, and and I think we'd be all. But you know, they don't operate that way, unfortunately. Uh, Congressman, uh, we really appreciate you joining us today. Very informative, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. You guys got a lot of work to do. Uh, you stay safe, and uh, God bless, sir. All right, thanks. Y'all have a great day. We'll take a break here on Middays. We'll come back. Don't forget uh, Representative Hank Zoomer at 11.05. And we got some tickets to give away today, Rhino. Stay with us. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. you mind your own business mind my own business what's that supposed to mean no i was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes insurance changes regulations that are being passed down to business owners i don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations i know it seems like all i do is handle employee related problems you know i hear people lease can help how can they help people lease can handle our payroll taxes employee benefits and workers compensation they even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24 7 online human resources support center for all my 
HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601 987 3025. That's 601 987 3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gludstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over the past 10 years, teacher salaries, when adjusted for inflation, have gone down. State Auditor Shad White told us the number of students and teachers has also gone down. But if you look at spending on school administration, that's been going up. And so I think that is a general trend that we've got to really continue to pick at and try to figure out what's driving that. We partnered with three school districts this year to identify uh, some waste and some savings that they could reorient back into the classroom, and, and we're going to keep on that project this year. That's going to be a big focus in the first half of 22. Some great news for Biloxi Casinos. They're reporting their largest December on record, taking in $94.4 million. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tea time. He doesn't accept the narrative. He 
questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 till 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Attention adoring fans. It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Standing in the Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi is the great foreigner. Bumps us into this segment. Appreciate that fine music there. Rhino on the ceasefire text line from Ken. By the way, the a number is 601-879-4395 if you would like to join the conversation here on Middays. Pike County, says Ken, has some of the best quality law enforcement I have ever experienced had experience with, I should say. Appreciate that, Ken. Appreciate you pointing that out. Casey says, my daughter is taking criminal justice in college this semester. She said the first chapter was about police brutality against the African-American community. I'm really not sure why that's even relevant to the study of criminal justice. Is it? I could see the relevance, but the first thing you learn? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, including some discussion of that at some point in the curriculum, in the pedagogy, yeah, I can see that. But to, when you put that first, front, launch the semester with that, it pretty much signals, does it not, that there's an ideological slant, an intent, by the professor. Now, providing examples of police brutality? Sure. But let's also, should we not, call attention to situations where bad folks have assaulted, attacked, killed police officers. Shouldn't that be part of it? But my concern is you get into a class like that and you've got, an, again, an ideological instructor, and, and that's pretty much the only side they share and convey. It's just, you know, law enforcement is systemically racist and cannot be trusted, and we got to defund them. That's why it's the first thing they teach. Why is that? It's virtue signaling. It's penance for, well, you've you've decided to take a very racist major. Yeah. 
mean, it's criminal justice. What what do you do with criminal justice? Usually law enforcement. Well, if half the country thinks law enforcement is racist, then yeah, true. I guess half the country would think criminal justice majors are racist. Well, we've said for quite... Just following liberal logic there. Okay. Well, I mean, since 2020, I mean, all, all of this really started coming into focus, well, let's be honest here, with the George Floyd incident. Not, not that it hasn't been an area of focus prior to that, but that clearly intensified it. And it, uh, it ratcheted up the discussion. On the heels of that, right, the autonomous zone in Seattle and the defund movement, and which many of those cities now are learning of the error of their ways, and, and of course these George Soros-sponsored DAs who simply won't punish criminals, to the point where it, it at least projects that the goal is to decriminalize crime in the name of equity. And as long as everything is filtered through the lens of race and ethnicity, you're going to end up with situations where the right thing just isn't done, whether it's, it's a grading and, and um, applying metrics to performance in the classroom, to promotion and compensation hiring in the private sector, almost anything in society. Now, not sure if you folks saw this, but the FDA has stated that they want to see race and ethnicity factored into the administering of COVID drugs. We're dispensing health care in this country now on the basis of race. I saw where, a little surprised, at the red state of Utah. Not sure if you guys saw this, but they've got like a, a COVID risk score. And they assign points to the patient. And that's how the score is what they use to determine triage, essentially, prioritization of the scarce supply of the antibody treatments. And so, race non-white race or Hispanic Latinx, which hasn't that pretty much been now revealed that the Latino community detests this Latinx crap, the X? Yeah, the Hispanic community looks at it as an affront, like a slap in the face, because Hispanic culture relies heavily on the Spanish language, and the Spanish language is a gendered language. Well, from us, right. Like, like uh, most of the European Romance languages, right? French, for example, Italian, oh, yeah. I think. So, uh, anyhow, they, they're in this scoring, non-white race or Hispanic, Latinx ethnicity gets two points. So you, you get a higher score based on your race and ethnicity. So consider this, folks. A, an illegal immigrant that crosses into, over the border into this country who is not a citizen by virtue of their minority race or ethnicity 
assuming that they are, and I think given that most of them come from Mexico and Central America, that's the case, they would be higher up in the triage for receiving life-saving medical treatment than a white citizen. It's racism in health care. That just pretty much conflicts with best practices and standards in dispensing of care. It, it's Ibram Kendi, Rhino. It's, you know, uh, if you guys don't know him, he is probably one of the most outspoken, the highest profile race activists. He's the one who made the statement, we've got to fight past racism with present racism and present racism with future racism. In other words, the only way to mitigate and cure racism is with more racism, which is insanity, honestly. But nonetheless, you've got the FDA and numerous states, New York, New York City, Minnesota, Utah, they've all released guidance and, and standards on how they will allocate critical medical treatment for COVID patients, and it's based on race. I don't think this stands the test of law, and you know this is likely to, to give rise to some lawsuits, and it should. This is kind of scary. So I had this thought overnight, should the state of Mississippi perhaps pass a law that would ban factoring in race and ethnicity in the dispensing of health care, certainly in the prioritization and, and the process of allocating scarce health care resources. Should we do that? It, and and uh, does the state, I would think, have the authority to impose such regulations? I don't know. That's a little over my pay grade. But I'm just trying to think of how it would be spun to use against us. I'm sure it would be. Oh, of course it would be. But so is uh, every state, such as Georgia and Texas, that seem to be front and center in the voting rights argument, right? Because they implemented voting reforms, election reforms, that the president says, takes us back to the Jim Crow era. I mean, see, that kind of crap, it's no different than January 6th is the Civil War. It, it just it loses any credibility, any effectiveness. It's like they never heard the Chicken Little story when they were little. <laughs> that's a good point, because that's precisely what it is. Precisely. Or if you go farther back than that, I mean, Aesop told a good story about that, too. Exactly right. And that's been around for eons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excellent point. We'll uh, step aside for a break right here on Middays. we got uh, another segment of discussion, and then we've got Representative Hank Zuber joining us. Stay with us.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Start off the new year with explosive savings. During our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com. With zero down, pay only $2.89 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4 ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit for details. This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 77 to 115.99. May cotton was up 76 to 113.83. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down a nickel to 13.79 and three quarters per bushel. May soybeans were down five and a quarter to 13.88 and a half per bushel. March corn was up a penny to six and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up three quarters to 6.02 per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was up 82 to 137.07. April live cattle was up 25 to 140.82. March feeders up 35 to 165.70. April feeders up 15 to 169.60. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 195 points, 35,874. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Overlook Farms. Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month? A minute? <laughs> I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently. If now's not a good time... Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got? Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno... Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, including varieties like DP2012B3XF, DP2020B3XF, and DP2038B3XF. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Green marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. That would be uh, Jim Morrison in the doors. Thank you for that, Rhino. That was uh, from the all-hit request line. I made that request. I saw, um, gosh, what's the guitarist? Is it Krieger from the doors? I don't know. He's, he's got a social media presence. And one of their tunes, Spanish Caravan, which has an awesome... Acoustic guitar intro. Robbie Krieger? Robbie Krieger, yeah. He was... uh it's either him or Rick Manzarek. Okay. Anyhow, I think it was Krieger. I don't think it's Rick. I think it's Krieger. And uh, he's got a social media presence that I've been following. And he's like uh, doing videos where he's talking about how to play that acoustic guitar intro to Spanish, Spanish Caravan. We might have to share that later for the audience, but... Anyhow, that, that just made me think about it, made that request, appreciate you accommodating. So Calvin from Baldwin says, you keep acting like people on the left hate police. It is just as many people on the right that don't like the police. And if you think the police won't treat me and you different, you are mistaken bad. Well, I, uh, I take exception to that. I think we've made it clear here on the program that we simply, we certainly do not condone any form of police brutality or profiling or unfair treatment by police. But we also don't believe that that occurs uh, to any extent in the millions of police interactions that occur in this country. I'm not buying it. Just not buying it. And I, I think that is statistically proven. Even by police unions who support Democrats. They, they have, I've seen the union boss in New York come out and make those points and share the data and the statistics. I just don't buy into the argument, Kevin, that the vast majority of police officers in this country are racist. I know that's what you're wanting to say. It's what you're saying. I, I would be interested to know if you've had any personal interaction with police officers that you felt was unfair and would rise to the level of brutality, police brutality. Kevin goes on to say you're you're saying now just leave everything the way it is, and if one race is being mistreated, so be it. And that's not what I'm saying. You gotta listen more carefully, man. You gotta you gotta be a little bit more analytical. Have we ever said that, Rhino? Uh no. Not even close. No. 
So this is another situation where there's so many things in this country, so many critical issues, where differentiation and nuance are important. Humans are police officers. Humans are inherently flawed. Some just don't act right. The vast majority do. Would you give any credit, Kevin, whatsoever? Do you think there's any value whatsoever to police officers? And with respect to your comment about the left and the right, yeah, I'm on the right. I don't condone or support any illicit police activity, including mistreatment based on race. No, I don't support that. I just don't think it's as prevalent as the left makes it out to be. And the thing we see out of the left, if you look at the crime wave across this country, it is occurring in Democrat-run cities. That's just a fact. And the reason is because they've got policies in those cities that essentially just allow criminals to a great extent, to do what they want. You've got the $900 threshold in California before one is arrested and would be convicted for stealing. And and now, Rhino, they're going into the stores, and, and one of the perpetrators is carrying around a calculator to calculate the value of the pillaging. And once they get to a point, they cut it off, knowing that they will suffer no consequences for taking somebody else's stuff. And Democrats look the other way. Now, maybe you're right. Kevin, there's some Republicans that feel the same way. Let me know about them. I'm coming after their butts, too. Stealing is wrong. You should go to jail for stealing. Simple as that. I understand there, there are levels of theft, and that needs to be included, but 900 bucks is ridiculous. Let's just be honest. Time for a break here on Midday Super Talk News, Fox News, up, Fox News up next, and then Representative Hank Zuber joins us. Stay with us. Home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone Street Pros. 601 345 8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden with Vice President Harris is on his way to Atlanta, Georgia for a speech about voting rights. Fox's Jared Halpern. A White House official says the president will support changing Senate rules, if that's what it takes, to pass a pair of election reform bills stalled by Republican filibusters. The legislation would set federal standards on early voting and mail-in ballots and restore Justice Department preclearance provisions for state election laws. Republicans in Congress call those bills a Democratic Party power grab and say elections should be handled by each state. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell tells the Senate Banking Committee the labor market's recovering fast from coronavirus pandemic effects and he pledges to prevent higher inflation from sticking around. It's as cold as it's been in three years in parts of the Northeast. Looking at high temperatures, depending on where you are in the Northeast, is single digits in central northern New England into the teens in southern New England and portions of New York. Meteorologist Mark Chouinard with the National Weather Service. America's listening to Fox News. 
Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. Effective yesterday, the Occupational Health and Safety Administration can now issue citations tied to its coronavirus vaccination mandate. The federal mandate orders businesses with at least 100 workers to require all employees to be vaccinated or face job termination. Mississippi Attorney Pepper Crutcher says that if the Supreme Court doesn't choose to undercut OSHA's vaccine mandate, OSHA doesn't have enough staff to enforce the rules. The good news is OSHA doesn't have enough inspectors uh, to be able to catch everybody or even most of everybody, thank goodness. And due to time-pressured circumstances, it's doubtful the Supreme Court will take long to issue a final decision. After a delay on Monday, the State Department of Health has reported 16,484 new cases of COVID-19 from January 7th to January 9th. According to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs, ICU space has now been pushed beyond its capacity in Mississippi. You can read the department's full report on supertalk.fm. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Both Sylvester Croom and Dennis Thomas are heading to the College Football Hall of Fame. Thomas was a two-time All-American during his playing years at Alcorn State. He's also the only offensive lineman to win SWAC Offensive Player of the Year. Croom, who was an All-American at the University of Alabama, coached for Mississippi State from 2004 to 2008. His best season came in 2007 when he led the Bulldogs to a Liberty Bowl victory. Croom was also the first African-American head coach in SEC history. Croom and Thomas will be officially inducted on December 6, 2022. And the now city of Gluckstadt will take over building and zoning duties effective March 1st. Throughout this week, the board plans to adopt building codes. Then beginning February 1st, applications are expected to begin for zoning. The new city, which will have an estimated population of 2,463, over 10.8 square miles, is also looking for its first ever police chief. I'm JT Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News.
This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. It is a fact. Severe weather causes power outages. Some outages can last days. A Taylor Power Systems generator can give you peace of mind within seconds of a power outage, reassuring you that your business or home is protected and the lights are on. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674. Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, also in the studio, Representative Hank Zuber. He represents District 113. That's Jackson County. He chairs the Banking and Financial Services Committee. Good morning, Representative Zuber. Good to have you in the studio here. Gerard, good morning, and Happy New Year's to you and your listening audience. And just, if I may, just one point of clarification. The speaker changed me about mid-session last year from banking to insurance. Okay. I apologize for that. My notes had you down in the banking, so uh, glad to know about that. Uh, what uh, what you got cooking, I guess, in this 2022 session that uh, promises to be a busy one? Well, George, let me let me start off from the big picture. You know, um, and I listen to your program. I listen to Paul's program, and and everybody wants to talk about legislation. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk about bills. The only way we can solve issues today and problems today is through legislation. I don't think that should be the case. I think we need to start focusing on how do we decrease the size of government. Mm-hmm. How do we make government more responsive to the people? How do we make government more effective to the people and the citizens of Mississippi? And something that I've been thinking about, and, and this is right up your alley, Gerard, is you know uh, the Department of Defense just um, contracted with Amazon Cloud Services to do all of their cloud computing, as you know. Mm-hmm. We need somebody like that to come here and take a look at state government, county government, and local government from top to bottom and say, hey, this is the flow chart. This is where you have repetition. This is where you have duplicative services and, um, um, and programs. And, and one case in point is, and it just drives me nuts, is that every state agency, 
every different county, every different city has its own information technology program and department and their own software. And there's not a lot of um, interaction or a lack, if it's almost impossible, to have interaction between those agencies and those different layers of, of government. Interesting. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's something uh, when I was in business was personally pushing for going back 20 years. Uh, when we first launched our data center uh, in the Jackson State E-Center, and, and we saw uh, the possibility and the prospect of combining resources. So what happens is you get every, just as you said, every individual, let's take the counties. We have 82 counties. Most of what they need from an IT perspective is, uh, is equal, is the same. There are some nuances in the counties based on uh, county laws, county regulations, and so forth. But for the most part, the core systems are, are pretty much identical across the county uh, landscape. And so it, it clearly makes sense to, to, for them to look at a, uh, an infrastructure and a model where they would share in those common systems and, and the advent uh, and the reliability and uh, plausibility of cloud consumption models makes total sense there. We started talking about that 20 years ago. But as you said, it's like 82 islands. And it's, and it's, a, and it's people, overhead of people, in every single county responsible for managing those systems and operating those systems. It is incredibly duplicative uh, in terms of people and money. I, I totally agree with you. Breaking through those fiefdoms in those counties is the difficulty, as you know. That's the hard part of it. And, and two examples that come to mind on a state level is that you cannot, there's no interaction, you cannot have computerized communication between CPS, Child Protection Services, and let's just say the Department of Medicaid. Yeah. You know, which biological father is paying child support and which one's not, and how does that relate to Child Protection Services? You can't have. I don't think you have the ability to um, uh, communicate between the uh, Department of Public Safety and the tax collectors in the counties to see who and who doesn't have um, insurance, automobile insurance. Yeah. And that's just two examples that come to mind, but it's multiplied by 100 on the state level and within each state agency. Yeah, the county, uh, municipal level, the state level, you're right. So that those are more integration issues as, as opposed to uh, just having this replicated infrastructure uh, issue as well. You know, the state did look uh, very hard and very carefully at kind of a statewide uh, contractor to provide uh, n not just cloud hosting and co-location services. I believe those those agreements are in place, those contracts are in place, but look at, at contracting with a third party to deliver uh, cloud services across the application landscape. You know, the AWS contract with the Department of Defense has been highly contentious between them and Microsoft. It's been going on about five years. They call it JEDI, J-E-D-I. Uh, and and I, th I think that's finally getting resolved. But it's like a $10 billion contract. Comp uh, competition is good. I mean, yeah. I mentioned Amazon, but yeah, Microsoft and, and uh, Elon Oracle Musk was involved in it as well. So, uh, and it was wars between those those gorillas, as I like to call them. But of, I, of, I applaud you. You're on the right track. A lot of money at stake. Yes, yeah, a lot of money at stake. And, and uh, you know, they got into the 
the complexities of the of the uh, RFP specifications and requirements. That's where the contention was, and so they they awarded it, then they pulled it, revoked it, then they awarded it again. Yeah, I think you're on the right track, and I think there's uh, some work that could be done there that would save the taxpayers money and make us more efficient, more more responsive, as you said. Well, I'm going to mention it to the speaker and just kind of see what he says about it. And and it's time that we start this communication and, and the process to maybe get that done. Yeah. All right. So good stuff. Um, you know, we got several other high-profile matters that you guys are dealing with. Uh, tax reform is another one that passed the House last year. Of course, didn't get any traction in the Senate. There have been hearings since then. Where does that stand in your view right now? I think it's going to pass the House, and we're going to send it to the Senate. Hopefully the Senate will pass it, and we can send it to the governor. I saw Senator Fillingame filed a bill, or is planning to file a bill, that would uh, cut or eliminate income taxes for all Mississippians over the age of 100. You heard about that? I have not. He must have a very uh, elderly population in this <laughs> district. I'm not sure where that came from, but that uh, I saw that this morning. Uh, And then yesterday, the Senate announces uh, Senator DeBar uh, in a a fairly uh, involved and extensive plan to raise teacher pay. Uh, They've said, they've stated in the press release coming from uh, the uh, lieutenant governor's office that average pay raise would be $4,700. I've looked at the tables and how that would work and play out. What does the House know about this at this point? Oh, it's it's. Uh, we'll have our own plan. Okay. Uh, representative and the chairman of education, uh, Richard Bennett, yep. has been working uh, diligently over the last several months, and we're going to come up with a very detailed and comprehensive plan that we will pass out of the House and, and also send to the Senate. Okay. Teacher pay raise. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know if you were familiar with any of the the details uh, of the plan itself, the specifications there, provisions. But it looks like an average to pay raise of $4,700 a state would uh, spend $210 million over a couple of years in doing that. I th- yeah, the Senate plan is over two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I'm not sure about the specifics with yeah. the House plan, but it may even be higher. Yeah. Of course, that's, that's a permanent cost. I mean, even though they say two years, the fact is, once you start raising pay, those are permanent adjustments. Those are recurring expenses. So. Uh, those are embedded in the well, budget at that point. Yeah, and don't forget about the insurance and the retirement benefits associated with the uh, the increase in pay. 18% roughly is what uh, the taxpayers contribute to the PERS fund for state employees. I think the total uh, contribution when you add the employee share is 28%. So it is expensive program is PERS when you think about it. And plus, state employees also participate in uh, Social Security and Medicare, and so there's an employer side of that that is an expense to the state. But that's kind of a whole high-profile uh, matter. All right, medical marijuana, what do you think is going to happen there? I think it will pass. Pass in its present pass. form as drafted in the House? Well, what is the present form? It keeps changing. <laughs> that's right, it does. It, it keeps changing overnight. Um, we'll get it out of the House. Well. Let me back up. I think you heard what the speaker said. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wait on the Senate. Yeah. I think the Senate will pass something and send it to us, and, and we'll pass it. Probably, if I had to guess, and this is a little bit of my pay scale, we'll make some changes to it and send it back to the Senate. Think the governor is ready to sign off on whatever comes out of that process? Well, if we get the the, uh, the percentage of the content uh, worked out, yeah. uh, I hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that we need to do. And, and, and I mean, if for any other reason, Gerard, just get it past us so we can focus on other issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I but, agree. It's, it's taking up too much air. Yeah. 
I agree with you. Yeah. You got to get back? You want to hang around again? I can hang around. Okay, we got Representative Hank Zuber uh, in the studio here on Midday. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
is Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi we've got representative hank zuber joining us today in the studio so all right representative zuber the insurance committee which you have informed us i appreciate you doing so sir that you now chair what uh, might be coming before you there what about telemedicine telemedicine yeah oh telemedicine yes uh to answer your question, that will be coming. Uh, that will be one of the first pieces of legislation that we take up in the uh, insurance committee. And, you know, there were some uh, uh, statements that were made last year, you know, about who was responsible for not passing the telemed- telemedicine bill. Um, Gerard, let me be very clear and, and very frank with your listening audience. And on behalf of the Mississippi House of Representatives, Uh, The charge that I gave to my committee and my vice chairman, Kevin Ford, who has worked nonstop for the last year and a half, is that Mississippi needs telemedicine. There is no doubt about that. However, however, we're going to do it in a way that it is in the best interest of the patients and the citizens of Mississippi sure and quite frankly I don't give a damn about the special interests who's on this side and who's on that side we're gonna do what's in the best interest of the patients well I think well that's great to hear and I, and I appreciate uh, that underlying your approach to to date I think it's fair to say that UMMC has had a, a bit of an advantage in that respect are you familiar with that do you think so Well, to a certain degree i mean they have their own network yeah uh, telemedicine network yeah and, we were involved and, in building that my company by the way well congratulations is, is, <laughs> Long time it, ago. is there anything your company hasn't done oh yeah there's plenty <laughs> but i mean you're just touching on things that we happen to have some sure uh, our core business that we need to implement within yeah. state government yeah so anyways it's you know and, and whenever i say we're going to do what's in the best interest of the patients you know, that means uh, maybe uh, letting the commissioner promulgate a lot of rules and regulations yeah. concerning um, audio only. You know, you've got to have, Gerard, you've got to have some limitations on audio only. Yeah. You, you can't just have providers, you know, providing treatment uh, uh, on a monthly basis, annual basis, with no limitations whatsoever, just through audio means. What do the I, providers say about that? What is their position? I think most of them have come around and, and agree that some everyone's, at some point you need to see yeah. the patient. Sure. And there's all kinds of technology in addition to just the, the, the video exchange. There, there are devices now uh, that can be included in that encounter, in that interaction uh, for diagnostics, uh, et cetera. And there are a whole lot more on the board. I mean, this is, this is definitely a wave of the deli- in the delivery of health care. And I've always thought, Representative, that 
that um, the, the way to curb the cost of health care is with innovation in uh, the delivery and consumption of care. There's a lot of, and I know you chair the insurance committee, there's a lot of focus on what can we do about these, these insurers, but the way to curb the cost is, is in the delivery and consumption of Healthcare. I would agree with you. I think we need to add two other components or factors to that analysis, Gerard. Number one would be transparency, and number three, or the second or the third one would be competition. Okay. And so, what do you mean by that? What are you What are you saying with respect uh, to competition? Just competition, just um, um, you know, have more competition between just your typical doctors back home. Sure. Okay. You know, I mean, gotcha. yeah, just basic, simple competition and more disclosure of the billing process and the charges. Agree. Um, in a way where the layperson can understand it, yeah. and the layperson is involved between the provider and who pays the money. It's It's um, crazy complicated. I mean, you get you get these bills and statements and documents in the mail, and you say, "What the heck does this mean?" Uh, it, it really is uh, ridiculously complicated. Uh, and what about the CON laws? I know that's not, uh, I guess, part of the purview of your uh, insurance committee, but the uh, certificate of need laws that have been on the books in Mississippi for a long time, and I, I know many, including me, who have crusaded to uh, tear these laws down, repeal them. To induce competition. Cool. Tough, tough, tough subject. Would you are you advocating that position in terms of hospitals also, or yes. just everything? I am. Oh, well, I don't want to get into too much detail, yeah, but sure. the hospitals. I mean, I would love to hear your argument as to um, the CON process and possibly repealing it as it relates to hospitals and the amount of money and capital expense. I, once again, once again, it gets back to competition. Yeah. But you've got to be. That's a little bit different, you know, uh, equation to solve. But uh, overall, that needs to be looked at, um, especially with diagnostic uh, machinery. Yeah, an MRI. Uh, you got to get a certificate of need to buy an MRI, right? Without question. That doesn't make any Imaging sense to me. Imaging services. I, I, that's. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's something that definitely needs to be looked at. Uh, increased capacity, ad beds, and so forth, all those, I believe, require certificates of need as well. The Board of Health administers all that and authorizes that. So certainly we can look at something to uh, try to implement some degree of reform, maybe stop short of total repeal, which is what I'd like to see, but I would certainly welcome any reforms that would induce and increase competition. At a minimum, that conversation needs to be started sure. and, and brought back up. But let, uh, and I don't know how much time I have, but if I may digress, you know, we yeah, talk about, about four minutes. Thank you. We talk about everybody wants to pass legislation, everybody wants to pass bills to solve sure. issues and problems. And, and I mentioned to you about the cloud computing and, yep. and the review that we need to do. Secondly, just in, in my personal and, and humble opinion, the best thing that we could do for this state and the citizens and, and, and to have a better process and a better legislative product, Gerard, is to limit the restriction of general legislation to, okay. every, to every other year. I'm for it. That would have the ben just imagine the benefits, and and the, the the better work product that you would have. So biennial sessions is that what you mean by you this? can have biannual sessions. I mean we would still come back up. You'd still do the appropriation process. Okay. You'd still do uh, uh, bonds if you needed to, or, yeah. or maybe have a mechanism in place where an emergency comes up. You could do general legislation. Yeah. But you've got a handful of states that still do it. And let's not forget that's the way it was done in Mississippi and and in, in, in and in the majority of the states up until the late 60s, early 70s. Okay. And then Medicaid got passed, and 
Yeah. The state legislature said, well, we need to come back every year, and this is a very detailed and, and complicated subject that we need to stay on top of. Sure. So that, you know, instead of every other year, we need to come back and, and, and look at that every year. But well, as it stands right now, we, we convene every year and we drop 3,000 bills. Right? If, if not more. If not more. There, there is, look, I've been at this a long time, my friend. A long time. And, I have, and I have never seen one bill. Okay, in my political career, that was so important that it had to pass ASAP. I think that's right. I agree with you. And we pass a lot of stuff over the years that's maybe, you know, that is in response to a problem that is present and existing now, but will not exist and will not be present tomorrow. I agree, I agree with that. Along with the fact that we can have more time to research, debate, yeah. question, and answer, it just it it will have it will allow a better legislative product. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And then you know we always get into this point right at the end of the session, like last day or so, where we have these crazy bills where everybody starts throwing all their pork in it as well um, to get the funding mechanisms out, and that just it just seems like it kind of happens, and I'm not saying it does in the dark of night or in the back rooms, whatever, however you want to describe it. That doesn't seem like the way to run a railroad. I, I agree with you. So it, there, it would benefit, Gerard, it would benefit the whole process. I agree. It would, it would benefit the legislative process. It would create a better work product. Uh, you'd have better legislation. Yeah. You would have less laws on the books. And, and again, it gets back to, you know, um, the bottom line is, and, and we've talked about it a couple of times uh, this morning, is that you know bills, legislation, laws, they cannot solve every problem, every issue that we face. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and in some cases, guess what? Passing legislation causes more, more problems. unintended consequences. Seeing that out of Washington right now, big time. Is there broad support for this idea? You know my experience. You know, <laughs> yes, sir. You know my experience with campaign finance reform. I do. And traveling the state, and and how long it took to get <laughs> to get campaign finance reform. It's it's the same uphill battle. Okay. But but each year we make a little bit more progress. You're promoting and, it. And You're promoting it, it yeah. and 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 spreading the word and and uh, getting a lot of good feedback. So. Uh, you know, I, I may not be around, but eventually, hopefully, it will happen. Well, I, I appreciate that. I think that's a, a great cause and, and appreciate your efforts there. And, of course, appreciate you coming on and uh, your service and uh, all about your ideas to try to streamline some of the information technology infrastructure in the state of Mississippi. I, I totally agree with that and applaud your efforts there. It needs to be done. Thank you. Absolutely. Representative Hank Zuber has been our guest here on Middays. We appreciate him coming in. Stay with us, folks. we got half an hour left in uh, this hour of Middays. And then at the top of the hour, Senator John Polk joins us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 55. Tonight, increasing clouds, low around 35. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 57. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 35. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 62. 
This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card. The perfect gift every time. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. What are your 2022 business goals? Simplified IT? More security? Dell Technologies has the expertise to help you. From transforming your digital workspaces to providing comprehensive end-to-end IT solutions. Get high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security and savings up to 45% during Dell's New Year event sale. Get special financing through Dell Financial Services. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. Effective yesterday, the Occupational Health and Safety Administration can now issue citations tied to its coronavirus vaccination mandate. The federal mandate orders businesses with at least 100 workers to require all employees to be vaccinated or face job termination. Mississippi Attorney Pepper Crutcher says that if the Supreme Court doesn't choose to undercut OSHA's vaccine mandate, OSHA doesn't have enough staff to enforce the rules. The good news is OSHA doesn't have enough inspectors uh, to be able to catch everybody or even most of everybody, thank goodness. And due to time-pressured circumstances, it's doubtful the Supreme Court will take long to issue a final decision. After a delay on Monday, the State Department of Health has reported 16,484 new cases of COVID-19 from January 7th to January 9th. According to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs, ICU space has now been pushed beyond its capacity in Mississippi. You can read the department's full report on supertalk.fm. 
Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care, with many in rural areas having no access at all. Mississippi's archaic laws force NPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Bard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone that is the great Van Halen one of my favorites by the band right now it's a great video too it's got the little um, not that's not pop-up video but uh, the captions on the screens you ever seen it before and so it's Oh, yeah. It looks almost like memes on the screen. Yeah, kind of does. And it's a bunch of statements uh, that are kind of uh, addressing or describing what's going on in the in the action part of the video. And everything, every statement, I believe, starts with right now. Oh, yeah. Remember that? It's pretty cool. Pretty well done. I want to say one of them was a pair of legs on the beach with the knees together. And it's like right now somebody's stepping on a nude beach for the first time. <laughs> That's right. It's exactly right. Great memory on that one. Yeah. That is awesome. Good it's a blessing tune, and a curse. <laughs> exactly right. So there's a question on the ceasefire text line from Mike and Richton. Excuse my ignorance on this subject matter of telemedicine, but my insurance already has Teladoc and has been and I have been using it for quite some time. What does the state have to do with governing? It's um it has to do with uh, insurance regulations and coverage by insurance companies allowing for uh, telemedicine. And, the, and I think there's also some certificate of need matters pertaining to it. 
Uh, I, I've got a couple of friends and, and listeners that I know know a lot more about this than than uh, than I, and hopefully they'll send me something to let us know. But I, I do know this is a it's been a controversial matter somewhat, um, especially since the advent of COVID, where more folks were seeking medical treatment remotely using remote tools and teledoc. Of course, the stock went nuts as more people. Uh, it, it's kind of a a, a branded telemedicine. A service, if you will. So we'll see if we can find out more about that. I did look up uh, some information published by the Mississippi Telehealth Association. Didn't know there was such a thing, but I did a little quick search on that. And uh, it, it does uh, reference some of the Mississippi statutes pertaining to telemedicine. It says telemedicine means the delivery of health care services such as, such as diagnosis, consultation, or treatment through the use of interactive audio, video, or other electronic media. Telemedicine must be, in quotes, real-time consultation, and it does not include the use of audio-only telephone, email, or facsimile. And that's what Representative Zuber was talking about, uh, the limiting telemedicine or defining uh, uh, telemedicine or one of the delivery mechanisms is being audio only. So see what we can find out about that. I appreciate that. Uh, the text, though, Mike, the ceasefire text line. Let's see. Also on the ceasefire text line. So my boss wants everyone in the office to catch COVID, so we'll be done with it and don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, we, we've talked about that uh, right on the program. That it's kind of akin to chicken pox. Sending your kids out, go get that chicken pox so you'll be done with it. Because once you get it, you build immunity. You know, I, I hear you. I don't know that it's appropriate for an employer to make the statement or to push for everybody getting infected and getting sick. I'm not sure I'm on board with that. I understand, however... Well, there is a difference between the old-school notion of, hey... One kid's got the chicken pox. Let's go ahead and make the decision that my kids go over to that house and get the... It's it's your kids. It's your family. It's not your boss telling you to catch something. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Your family, you're, you're usually one of your parents, or maybe both, were sending you into the infection fire to contract it. But, I forget which book we read in elementary school, but it had a whole part about that. Really? Where the kid had to go and spend time with this other kid that was sick so they could get the chicken pox and get it out of the way. I don't know that anybody ever went to the hospital for chicken pox or died from it. Rarely. I mean, that seems like that'd be an extreme case. And So, in other words, it's fairly low risk. You get the chicken pox, you stay home. I remember having it when I was a kid. You wonder why you got all these bumps and sores all over you. I think in severe instances where you have more sores come up, you, you do need to have medical treatment so that you don't have scarring, but I don't think it's life-threatening most of the time. Okay. I know that, uh, see, I think I'm getting this right, that you're more likely, more apt to contract the shingles, right? If you've had if the you've chicken, had chicken pox, pox yes. which I did, both. Shingles was brutal. I had a, a pretty bad bout with that that uh, knocked me down for a while. Um, on the ceasefire text line, the uh, same 
person who texted us about the boss wanting everybody to get infected says, I have a baby at home, so that's a no-can-do for me. I certainly understand. It's a, it's a big old dang mess. You know, while we're talking about this, there, there's so much discussion in the wake of this 1-6 anniversary, which occurred last week, the end of democracy. And the left in this country continues to focus on Donald Trump. And I, I believe they see that as in their political best interest. And importantly, the big condemnation of Trump is he just lies, lies all the time. But there doesn't seem to be the same standard applied to the current president, President Joe R. Biden, Joseph R. Biden. But once again, just wanted to share with you what the president said about his efforts to control the coronavirus. Here we go. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus, I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Yeah, so... That obviously hasn't happened. Folks, if you're not aware, 1.4 million cases in this country yesterday. All-time record. We, uh, on the show here, predicted we'd eclipse the 1 million mark when we hit 400,000. You could just see it. And here in the state, what did we see? So the state yesterday, Rhino, I think, had, had IT difficulties and was unable to a report but uh, while we were on the air, but I think they finally did at uh, some point. Yeah, the numbers over the weekend came out to be 16,484 new cases, 16 new deaths, with wow. 12 occurring between January 5th and January 8th, and four being uh, from, from death certificate report identification from uh, <clears throat> the span of time between October 18th and December 31st. 16,000. And it, again, it does make you, I, I don't know, start to feel like that measuring cases as the, is the leading indicator of the severity of this, this is a public health problem is misguided. That's not the way to do it. Now, the president also committed, while we're on this uh, narrative of telling the truth, he committed to ship 500 million, million test kits to American homes. We've got some sound here, very brief, where he indicates when that would occur. And so will they have those rapid tests by, by when? By mid-January, by the end of well, January? the answer is the expectation is that by the, the rapid tests will start going out in the beginning of January because they're being produced now. Has anybody received their test kit? I don't think so. I don't think they're, they've wrapped up the contract negotiations, is my understanding of where that stands at this point. So that's yet another falsehood, which is fine. Maybe you just didn't know then. Why don't, instead of going down to Georgia and making this big deal about voting rights, which is totally farcical, 
maybe you ought to go in front of the American people and say, I'm going to give you an update on where we stand with respect to shipping these test kits. I know I told you a couple of weeks ago our expectation was the beginning to the mid middle of uh, January, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I'm sort of wondering if by the time Americans receive them, we're sort of on the downslope of uh, this this trend, this upward trajectory of cases where it's just less meaningful, less valuable. It feels like it, doesn't it? It's just too little, too late, once again. Just tell the truth. It's all we want. We had one person ask, what's our ICU bed percentage? And as far as I can tell, it's about a third. Yeah, there, there doesn't seem to be any immediate uh, severe concern there with respect to hospital and ICU capacity, and that's what I think we should be focused on, not the number of cases, because it appears the majority of those cases are mild in nature and folks aren't going to the hospital. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Stay with us. has got a brand new bed. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Demand the best for your truck. Linex spray-on bed liners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Linex of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Linex of Jackson has been your source for spray and bed liner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between Airport and Crossgates. Linex of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. We're talking to Don Girls of Corteva Pioneer about soybeans. Uh, as we've found, I think in the soybean world, yields were really good in a lot of geographies this year. People are pushing the limit. and What I've found is everyone wants to invest in corn and, and cotton and crops like that. And uh, I think soybeans sometimes was an afterthought, but they're realizing you can make some money in soybeans right now. So a lot more questions being asked about how to raise high-yield soybeans and what varieties to use. And the other big dynamic, I think, is figuring out which trait package you're going to go with in soybeans. So that's the stuff that we've been getting questions on and talking to a lot of farmers about. I think in soybeans, there is that 
dynamic around which herbicide trait package am I going to use. It's not just about weed control. That's a big part of it. But there's also the, the flexibility of different weed packages and uh, herbicide programs. And I think the Enlist in E3 system, uh, the Enlist weed control system, a lot of growers are finding that that's one that gives them a lot of flexibility. This is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4, and if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar, with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day, with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Def Leppard. That'll get you fired up there. Appreciate that, Rhino. Welcome back. Middays. Sissy on the ceasefire text line. What about the push for nurse practitioners to work freely? Yes, yeah, the scope of practice matter. Uh, that continues to be a high-profile issue in the legislature, and we'll see what happens. I, I do think, uh, as I recall, Rhino, there were some laws passed last year that extended scope. I want to say that's right. Yeah, and uh, but there's more work being done in that regard, and it, it, this is uh, clearly an issue, I think, that could benefit the areas of our state where there's a shortage of physicians in particular, and uh, many of the services that are required by our citizens when they're sick could be handled by a nurse practitioner. And so that's is is a controversial matter and there's a, this <laughs> almost everything is I guess these days that is before our legislature but here you sissy also I just saw this sissy I apologize from yesterday and this was on the Gallo show but I I wanted it was 7:33 a.m. when you texted it um, you're saying that you're being hit with being called a racist and you'd like to get see the state get information out to the public educating them on what CRT principles as well as SEL, social emotional learning. Explain that too. SEL curriculum is uh, used in past Christian school district. We have a new superintendent. This is our second year. Appreciate that, sis. Yeah, we've uh, we've been all over this and there are certainly a number of legislators including 
uh, Representative Becky Curry on our program the other day, and also uh, Senator Angela Hill was on last week with uh, Paul Gallo. And I know at a minimum, and I think my representative, Jill Ford, uh, here in Madison, also is uh, working on some legislation to combat critical race theory. The, the problem with critical race theory and, uh, and and just simplifying it down to the point of drafting a bill that says we're banning critical race theory is that there's not a consensus on what constitutes critical race theory. You get all kinds of arguments on that. And so you've got to be more specific, I think, in the legislation on what you seek to prohibit being taught in the classroom at a minimum, assigning guilt or blame or promoting that concept to one race and to another as being victims and oppressed and teaching that the founding of this nation and and its its um, uh, its foundation in general is rooted in systemic racism. I think those are the kinds of and we could go on and on and on, but at a minimum, those are the kinds of things I, I believe need to be uh, taken out and not included in instruction in the classroom. Uh, te- teaching the history of uh, racial. A strife in this country? Sure. It's a it's historical fact. But let's keep it to that and limit it to that. But if your curriculum is 100% focused on how evil and wicked and even that our, our founding, the belief that our founding is, is illegitimate, honestly, from the get-go, from inception, that's a problem. And that doesn't, doesn't really serve our society in its best interest. We are a country of a, with a rich history. Some of that are stains we wish wouldn't have happened, but they did. Okay, it's fair to teach those, but good grief. The list of accomplishments and achievements and value and virtue, nobility produced by this country, far, far, far outweighs the negative. But there are some in this country, unfortunately, including those who are instructing our children that uh, tend to focus on the negative and the latter, and they want to turn our children into little anti-American activists. That's not good. It's not right. And I think that's what's got to be changed. So my soapbox a little bit about that. I appreciate you indulging us. And this isn't anything new. We've been harping on this for quite some time. So with respect to this issue, what about now the NPR? This is taxpayer-funded network, National Public Radio. There was a time when you could tune into NPR and and get some worthy information and instruction, like how to fix your carburetor or something like that. You know, there used to be shows like that that were interesting. Now it's totally woke, and it's all about everything that's wrong with this country is embedded in white culture and I'm going to share later on in the program kind of a summary of uh, a conversation between one of the NPR hosts or guests talking about dieting you see dieting is now considered racist we'll talk about that but first 
We got Super Talk News, Fox News coming up, and then Senator John Polk. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. More than 98% of COVID cases in the U.S. are from the new Omicron variant, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Its director, Dr. Michelle Walensky, tells the Senate committee, while Omicron hospitalization rates may be lower. The substantial number of absolute cases is resulting in hospitalization increases across all age groups, including children aged 0 to 4. And coronavirus hospitalizations are at an all-time high, according to the Health and Human Services Department, with confirmed cases at an all-time high as well. British media reports another breach of coronavirus lockdown rules by the Prime Minister in May 2020. An angry session in Britain's Parliament. He can run, but he can't hide. Deputy Opposition Leader Angela Rayner. Amid more claims, Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his staff breached coronavirus lockdown rules, this time by holding a party when social gatherings were banned. Fox's Simon Owen in London. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card. The perfect gift every time. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. The pandemic has taken a toll on the state's tourism industry, and according to Representative Becky Curry, tourism prior to COVID was booming. For every dollar we spent before COVID, uh, I will say uh, we brought back 12. As a chair of tourism, Curry tells us there's federal money available. They just have to adapt and thrive. We've been saying this for two and a half years when things get back to normal. I'm not sure that they ever will, but uh, we just need to make sure uh, that we still have that $6 billion coming into the, the state every year, which is what they normally bring in. And the Mississippi State Department of Health has reported 16,484 new cases of COVID-19 from January 7th to January 9th. According to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs, ICU space has now been pushed beyond its capacity in Mississippi. Read the department's full report at supertalk.fm and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Dear Mississippi, 
It's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. The Mississippi Raiders, the capital city's new arena football team, are hosting open tryouts this Saturday, January 15th. Back in November, the Raiders announced they would be moving from Hattiesburg to play at the Mississippi Coliseum in Jackson. And since they've moved to Jackson, the Raiders have made two big pickups in wide receiver Ishmael Morrow and cornerback Derek Showtime Patterson. Last season's roster was highlighted by former Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive end Jamal Young and former Buffalo Bills defensive back B.T. Sanders. To find out more about this Saturday's tryouts, go to supertalk.fm. And about two-thirds of people responding to an Associated Press poll say their top concerns are economic problems. Only one-third listed the ongoing spread of the coronavirus as their number one concern. Fox's Eben Brown has more. That's up significantly from an earlier poll AP conducted, and among the economic problems, people are listing inflation. It matches the sharp rise in consumer prices up nearly 7% over a year ago, and the highest in 14 years. My name's J.T. Mitchell, and this has been Super Talk Mississippi News. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you for joining us. Welcome back. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. Rolling into hour three on the program on this Tuesday. And joining us now in the studio, Senator John Polk. He represents Mississippi's District 44. That includes Lamar and Pearl River counties. He's the chair of the Accountability, Efficiency, and Transparency Committee, vice chair of appropriations, and now the chair of the American Rescue Plan Senate Subcommittee. Good afternoon, Senator. Thanks so much for coming in and joining us today. Well, Gerard, thank you for having me. It's the first time I've been on your show. Yeah, appreciate that. Glad to have you. So 
Uh, I was asking you off the air if you guys are getting settled in down there at the Capitol at the session uh, getting kicked off. How's that going? Well, like I told you, March 31st, <laughs> the end of the session will probably be about uh, in a rhythm of some sort. Uh, the first week is always hectic. Yeah. second week is even worse. Yeah, yeah. Well... I uh, talked to a number of legislators, and everybody seems to be uh, gung-ho, willing to go, and got lots of plans and uh, lots of matters to, to deal with. And I know the lieutenant governor, known him a long time. He's a workaholic, as you know. And uh, he, I know when he was quarantined for a little while, that had to be killing him. But he's he's back at it, you said now. So Back at it. Came back yesterday. Uh, I think I've had two or three meetings with him already. Uh, he does not let grass grow under the feet. No, sir, he does not. I can uh, speak from personal experience. That's, that's great. All right, so what? Uh, so across this spectrum of uh, committees, let's, let's start with the, the ARPA money, $1.8 billion that the state of Mississippi is receiving from that uh, program. Uh, your job uh, overseeing the subcommittee is to figure out wh- what we do with all that money, and there's some constraints and parameters that limit where that money can be spent. Correct. How's that going? It's going well. We've had, um, back in November and December, we had uh, five public days of hearings uh, where we heard from different agencies and groups that wanted part of that $1.8 billion. And then, since then, we've been uh, getting together as a subcommittee discussing mm-hmm. our priority list. I thought that was the first thing we need to do is prioritize the areas that we felt like these funds needed to be spent and, of course, you have to look at what can they be spent on. They cannot be spent on roads and bridges, which yeah. is one of the most necessary things and needful things we have right yeah. now. So we can't do that. But we can move money uh, to the general fund of lost revenue. And we've identified several hundred million dollars of state lost revenue that we'll be able to move. When hmm. you move that money to general fund, the restraints come off. Okay. So how is it, uh, Senator, that we could have um, – we could identify lost revenue when we produced such a hefty surplus last yeah. year? There is a formula that people a lot smarter than me and uh, higher up the uh, pay scale than I uh, are able to, to do it. It's a federal formula, and uh, DOR and okay. our uh, DFA – uh, looked at that, and they've come up with this number. Okay, I got you. Well, we produced a billion-dollar surplus last year. We're on a run rate based on the uh, latest reports provided by the Legislative Budget Office. We're on a run rate uh, this year, this fiscal year, 2022, which would end June 30th, 2022, uh, to produce another billion-dollar surplus, having already uh, eclipsed the $500 million Uh, Mark, uh, in the first six months? (laughs) Well, the one thing we have to remember, and you're being a businessman, retired, I guess we can say retired, (laughs) semi-retired, those are one-time monies. Yeah, that's right. That is there because of the federal influence of money being spent and sent to our citizens. When that goes away, it goes away, and we do not need to be in a position to where that money needs to be there again. Yeah, We it, need to look at it as one-time funds. I, I totally agree and, and uh, applaud you for approaching it uh, from that perspective because it's a, it's a recipe for economic failure in the private sector when you start uh, trying to make long-term recurring expenses and even capital investments when you've got uh, one-time revenue. That, that absolutely will uh, catch up with you and, and, and wreak havoc 
on an organization, and the state government, uh, from a budgetary perspective, is certainly no difference mm-hmm. in, in that respect. So, you know, I, I just got to throw this at you. I try to do it with everybody that comes on. I would like to see the legislature uh, to consider uh, just rebating back to the taxpayers uh, this surplus instead of uh, now that we've got the rainy day fund flush and we got more money coming from ARPA, we generated a surplus that is not uh, doesn't have any any strings tied to it. Let's just send it back to the taxpayers. I just want to throw that out there for you guys to think about. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. The one thing we do have to remember, though, is um, ARPA funds cannot be spent on a tax rebate. Understand, mm-hmm. but the but the the um, surplus that we generated right. last year is not tied to ARPA. That's correct. It would be available for such a, a move, but uh, I just want to put that uh, out on the table there, as I do for everybody. I don't feel like that'll get any traction, but it's just the way I'd like to see things unfold. Uh, so yesterday, I'm not sure uh, if you've dug into this too much, uh, Senator DeBar introduced a plan to increase teacher pay. The lieutenant governor's office uh, published and uh, distributed a press release outlining that uh, yesterday. Your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it's a great plan. I'm very pleased to see the number. I think that'll put our teachers uh, in a good position to where they can do what they do best, which is teach and not worry about uh, their second job or, or th- something like that. Yeah, I think it's well thought out. Uh, I'm uh, close friends with Senator Barr. Our, we almost share offices. We're in the same suite of offices. Yeah. And I know him to be a man that can really think through a problem, and he did on this one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem that does seem to be the case, and it, it certainly would uh, be welcomed by the 32, 3,000 teachers we have in the state of Mississippi. Now, something else that wanted to ask you about is the auditor, Auditor Shad White has done some work uh, in the education spending area and has uncovered that we seem to have an outsized increase of uh, spending on administrative cost relative to spending on that which goes directly to the classroom in terms of teacher pay and other assets and so forth, that those lines are not parallel. No, they're not at all, and that has been bothersome to me uh, for the last 10 years since I got in the position I'm in. Um, We spend too much money running the education system. Um, And and a lot – the best way to solve that, and this is not – something people like to hear, is to consolidate school districts. Yeah. We don't need a bus supervisor in 140-something districts. Right. We could do with one in five or six merged districts. Yeah. And so that's why I think our administration does run so high, is we have so many duplicates. How does that play out in, in terms of its, its favorability amongst members of the legislature when you start talking about consolidating districts that might be within their constituency district? Well, I was going to say, everybody's for consolidation until it gets to, <laughs> to them. them yeah. That is a local issue. Yeah. Uh, and so at that point, every, uh, a lot of times they start fighting that. Yeah. And I can understand why. It's a local issue, and no one wants to lose their school district. Many times, though, Gerard, people get schools and districts mixed up. Yep. Many times we may consolidate a district, but you don't lose the high school right. or the school. Right. Lumberton is a prime example in the okay. district I represent. We combined Lumberton School District and the Lamar School District, but everybody was afraid we were going to uh, close the Lumberton High School. Right. We did not. Yeah. The, the, the district did not, and it's thriving right now. 
it gets kind of dicey, of course, when you start consolidating, much like it does in the private sector when you combine two companies and, and you seek perhaps to eliminate some duplicative uh, resources that that gets dicey. Who stays? Who goes? And you know, and and uh, w- which resources come from which district? And uh, you know how complicated. And then there's school boards you got to deal with. Not saying it can't be done, and and would support that where it makes sense. I think there are some really large districts where I'm not sure it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly in some of the more sparsely populated areas of the state, it does make sense. Well, one thing I did look at when we were looking at consolidation several years ago, we did a lot of it. Um, Gwinnett County uh, in Georgia, Georgia, yeah, their school district is 450,000 students. Huge one district, yeah. That's bigger than the state of Mississippi almost as far as student population. Yeah. Goes. Yeah, and it, but then it becomes a matter of okay, well, how much uh, how much back office and administrative uh, infrastructure do you need to to run a four hundred fifty thousand student district? It's it's not exactly well. We can just dump all of these schools into this district and keep the uh, the back office the same. That, no, it, that's it, it not does exactly. Have to grow. Yeah, there, there's some issues there. One thing I'd like to see that I think is um, certainly relevant to your committee, though, is. Uh, it is my understanding, Senator, that there are districts that uh, produce A ratings that operate with less overhead and have less administrative expenses than some that, that uh, produce F ratings. Can't mm-hmm. the F folks look at what the A folks are doing <laughs> and rep emulate that? I agree. But, you know, one of the things that I think is key to good schools are parental involvement. Totally agree. And if in some of these districts that are else you look, I don't think you see the parental involvement that you wish you would. Good point. Uh, can you hang around? Sure. All right. We got Senator John Polk uh, in the studio here on Midday. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 55. Tonight, increasing clouds, low around 35. Your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 57. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 35. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 62. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Attention! If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. 
Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Are you wasting money on a timeshare you rarely use? Cancel it with Titan Exit Group. Get a free consultation and see how they can stop the never-ending maintenance fees and mortgage payments. In fact, if your timeshare contract is not terminated, you owe nothing, so you have nothing to lose. But those monthly fees get legally released from your timeshare, 100% guaranteed. Call now for your free consultation at 800-200-0894. 800-200-0894. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi. With our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, back with you. Super Talk Mississippi. We've got Senator John Polk uh, in the studio. So, Senator, what do you see as some of the, the high-profile legislation you expect for the accountability, efficiency, and transparency uh, committees to be dealing with this year, committee to be dealing with? Well, I haven't seen many of the bills yet. I will end up, the committee that, that we have usually ends up between 130 and 140 bills between the House and Senate. And at that point, it, it kind of becomes a numbers game. Yeah. You can't pass out 130 bills. Now, there they're all good bills usually, yeah. but you just can't do it. Um, I think we're going to see some teacher, um, some bills uh, looking at maybe the superintendent of education salary. Uh, I think you're going to be seeing uh, a move to try to consolidate some um, the way that we the governor gets to appoint um, directors of agencies. Uh, I think some of that is a little bit of an antiquated system that we may look at. Yeah. Uh, but the proof will be uh, out there somewhere, and I can assure you it's something we're not even thinking of yet. It's going to be the big issue. That's probably right. I think you've got enough experience to know that's probably how this always uh, works out. Every year. Yeah. I think you've got uh, some support over in the House for the appointment process as well. Uh, I know uh, Representative Trey Lamar mm-hmm. is uh, one that favors some uh, some reform there. Right. We have uh, a lot of uh, appointments that have to be done by advisory groups uh, that 
get a list of two or three names, give them to the governor, governor appoints from that list. I'm not sure that's the best way to do it. Uh, the archives and history, for instance, I deal with it uh, particularly. Um, they are kind of self-perpetuating. Yeah. Uh, they, they name their own members, and, of course, the Senate has to approve them, but they are named by the committee. Uh, I, I'm a Baptist. I belong to a Baptist church, and I remember we had self-perpetuating committees all over the place. <laughs> that's what they do, isn't right. it? I mean, that's the first order of business. Keep this thing going. Keep it going. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, well, that it'll be interesting. And you know, Representative Zuber was just in the studio, and, and he's talking about uh, tr- just trying to trim the legislative process. Maybe meet biennially, or, or if we meet annually, uh, don't uh, every other year. Uh, give legislators the opportunity to file bills and take up legislation. What would you think about that? That has been looked at and talked about, and I really don't have a problem with it. I think the best uh, model I've heard is do a two-year budget and do that every other year, and then the next year would be general bill budget. I yeah. mean, general bill uh, yeah. statute. And that's what, exactly what Representative Zuber, Zuber said. Do you think there's broad support uh, for that model in the Senate? I haven't heard much about it. Uh, I would say if we started talking about it enough, there might be some support. Okay. Have you got any legislation you personally intend to file this year that I can ask you about? I've got two or three bills. Um, The one that I think may be the most unique is I think it's time for Mississippi to face uh, the gambling laws a little bit different, the gaming laws. And by that, uh, I think it's time for some of the interior counties to be able to look at possibly getting um, some of the tax revenue uh, generated in their local communities. So I'm introducing a bill this year that will say that any uh, airport in Mississippi that has scheduled passenger service will be able and allowed to have slot machines. And they'll be able to take the revenue from those slot machines and apply it back into their airports. Who would operate the slot machines, as you envision? Well, the Gaming Commission, of course, would oversee as they do, but the uh, board of the airport would be actually the, quote, owner or manager of the facility. We look like Las Vegas. Well, that's bit. the way that, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Okay, yeah, uh, you that's get where off the plane, in Las first, Vegas, thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't step off the plane. There's a slot machine facing you right there that's, in Las Vegas, right? right. You and know, we, you're in Vegas, right? And we're now a tourism state. We we focus on gaming as one of the the, the primary uh, tourism th- attractions we have. So let's put it right there where when they get off the plane, here we are. Yeah, you can do it. Is there? You talk to the airport authorities about this? Are they in support of it? I have not talked to them. I thought I would throw. It out there okay. and just see what awesome. happens. So, is this the first time you've mentioned it publicly? Then? It is. Okay, it that's is. awesome. Glad to have you uh, do that on the show. All right, what else you got going on, you think? That's really it, except for one thing uh, to clean up a bill. I have a big proponent of reverse auction purchasing. Okay. And last year, um, the code section got open to try to fix a problem that was in the reverse auction. And in doing so, the bill was written, and nobody is supposed to be using reverse auctions now on the local levels we want i'm introducing a bill to see to make sure that an a a county or agency that wants to use reverse auction still can okay yeah i would just uh as a vendor uh on the vendor side i would i would just caution to exercise uh uh, some degree of care there because there, there are certain uh products and services that if purchased through a reverse auction model, 
uh, might not yield the best value and outcome to the taxpayers. And that's what we were trying to fix last year. And it got out of hand, and, and unbeknownst to me, yeah. uh, the entire process got nixed. Okay. Yeah, so good. So think think through that carefully uh, and, and sort of where it might make sense and where it apply. But, you know, the thing, Senator, that uh, I have been uh, crusading on for a number of years are these uh, personal services statutes, which allow procurement of certain services without competitive bidding. And this is going on. Uh, I would say it's it's more prevalent at the local, municipal, and county level, where there's cronyism going on, and supervisors uh, just uh, gather up and they're they're going to purchase engineering services, accounting services, insurance services, others that qualify uh, under the no bid statutes. And they just, you know, throw a name out there and they vote on it. No procurement, no bid, no RFP. The taxpayers are getting fleeced for lots and lots of money with this current system. Can we make some adjustments there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if you remember or not, uh, uh, Chairman Jerry Turner, who was my counterpart several years in the House, he and I worked on and passed a uh, bill in 2017 that revamped a lot of the laws in Mississippi regarding purchasing. Okay, Some of those went into effect. And what's happened now is we still see where there are loops around of what we did, and we've got to go in. Uh, my new um, uh, cohort over in the house, uh, Randy Boyd, and I will have to look at that one day. Okay, it's still happening. You can go to any any uh, uh, public meeting of uh, supervisors or cities have, and they'll they'll procure professional services that, that meet those no bid uh, standards, and just do it based on whoever they want mm-hmm. without any competitive bidding. And I don't I don't think there's a dollar that should be spent. Uh, of taxpayer money that's not somehow competitively bid. I don't care if it's legal services, accounting, uh, engineering, what have you. Uh, I know the services my company provided, information technologies, did not qualify for the no bid. Every dime we ever sold was competitively bid. The same standard ought to be applied. Well, one thing you need to look, and I'll have to look at the law to make sure I'm correct here, but engineers uh, and, and, and attorneys Price cannot be a consideration in the beginning. It has to be quality of work. Yeah, that's wrong, in my opinion. Yep. No, price ought to weigh in it. Yep. Um, there, there, it is possible uh, to uh, administer properly formed and structured competitive bidding procedures, even to procure legal and engineering services where price is a factor. It's absolutely possible. We did it at the Mississippi Lottery Corporation. Mm-hmm. We even selected our bank with a competitive bid. Mm-hmm. That's, As I don't you know. should. Right, and we did that. So it's it's definitely possible. I think we kind of created a model that hopefully we could see replicated. But just on, on the subject of accountability and efficiency is the reason I, I bring that one up. So hopefully we can keep working on streamlining those procurement procedures and introducing more accountability and competitiveness uh, in that process. Any particular request out of this $1.8 billion that you see kind of uh, bubbling up to the top? Um, well, I, I, we just have so many needs. Yeah. Uh, I thought when I was named chair of the committee that $1.8 billion would be easy. I mean, that'd be money for everyone. Yeah. Well, we had $8.3 billion <laughs> in requests. requests. Yeah, that's what so the, now we're back to doing pennies. You know, where <laughs> does this penny go and where does that? I will say that it is a large sum of money to the point that the other day I caught myself saying, well, it's only $6 million. <laughs> 
come on. Yeah. <laughs> I have to reset my mind a lot of times. I think when everything's in trillions coming out of Washington now, that we, you're right, we've been desensitized mm-hmm. to those kinds of values and figures, and that's, that's dangerous. It is. Uh, we don't need to be, I think, thinking like that. Uh, medical marijuana, just got to ask you what what's going on there. Senator Blackwell, I know, has been working continuously on that. We've got about a minute left. You sure. think uh, we're going to get something? I think there will be a bill brought out, for sure. He's worked mighty hard on it. He has. Um, and has done an excellent job. I, he I has done more research. He may be the most uh, <laughs> intelligent person and knowledgeable on mer- medical marijuana than anybody <laughs> in the state of Mississippi. All right. He and Representative Yancey over on the House they side, have. they've worked very well together, and I, I would say the same about him. But, uh, Senator, appreciate you coming in today, and we look forward to a productive uh 2022 session. I'm sure we'll see you down there at the Capitol and probably here on the program again. Take care, sir. Thank you very much. You got it. We'll be back with more talk. we got half an hour left here on Middays and some tickets to give away. Three doors down, right, Rhino? Oh, yeah. Stay with us. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. 
Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm JT Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. The pandemic has taken a toll on the state's tourism industry, and according to Representative Becky Curry, tourism prior to COVID was booming. For every dollar we spent before COVID, uh, I will say uh, we brought back 12. As a chair of tourism, Curry tells us there's federal money available. They just have to adapt and thrive. We've been saying this for two and a half years when things get back to normal. I'm not sure that they ever will, but uh, we just need to make sure uh, that we still have that $6 billion coming into the, the state every year, which is what they normally bring in. And the Mississippi State Department of Health has reported 16,484 new cases of COVID-19 from January 7th to January 9th. According to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs, ICU space has now been pushed beyond its capacity in Mississippi. Read the department's full report at supertalk.fm and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's the Augusta you can play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tea time. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. With you here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. It's been a busy day, Rhino. We had Representative Trent Kelly from uh, the United States House of Representatives, and then we had uh, from the State House of Representatives, Representative Hank Zuber on the program, and then Senator Polk. Lots of info 
crammed into this three hours. That's what we do here on Middays. I certainly hope everybody enjoyed those interviews. It was informative. I learned a lot, and I hope you did as well. So we got um, now Dr. Dobbs saying that we are hitting our capacity on the ICU. So where's the disconnect on the info there? You think it's lagging, perhaps, what's published? Mm, I'm looking at the website for their data as of the 9th, which was Sunday. Yeah. And there are 213 adult COVID patients in ICU. There are 822 total adult ICU beds in the state. There are, according to the website, 68 available adult ICU beds. Okay. Which would, there would have to be an increase by a third of COVID patients needing ICU beds to even get close to being full. So I think we're down to this issue of physical beds and staffed beds. I just wonder if that's what's going on here. And I'm not sure if the information that that you're uh, reciting there that they're publishing is physical beds or staff beds. And that could be the explanation for the delta there. Because if you ain't got no people, you can have the bed, but it doesn't do any good. And that, that's been a problem. And I'm, I'm told by contacts in the, in the industry uh, that run these hospitals that, yeah, we always have more physical rooms and beds than we have staff. That's, they On just the same chart. Total med surge beds, okay. which is total staffed beds yep. available in the state, 5,878. Okay. To accommodate total confirmed COVID patients of 1,093. Well, but and the available staffed beds is 1,051. All right. And, but so is that taking into account those in ICU with other illness other than COVID? It's not in this chart, but okay. yeah. I don't know where the disconnect is, but uh, and I appreciate you going through that. Uh, Paula Meridian just says, "Why is Dr. Dobbs reporting ICUs are pushed beyond the capacity?" So Rhino is is reading directly from what's published, and but we got Dr. Dobbs reporting something different. I'm not sure, and, and it's uh, tough to really understand it that way because you you go back to the surge from last, what, July, August, September, October, that fall surge where we really had a big spike. We had 400 people in ICU beds with COVID. Right. That's right. Well, if we're sitting here at 200, how are we full? I don't know. I do know that the Wall Street Journal uh, just published a report, literally just came out a few minutes ago, said that COVID-19 hospitalizations in the U.S. hit a new high, record high. The uh, 140,000 hospitalized with confirmed and suspected COVID, uh, this is causing a problem, for sure. Uh, I'm optimistic and hopeful that we're we're uh, moving rapidly towards the peak, and that we're going to start declining and see a, a downward trajectory. I think that's what everybody's hoping for. For what it's worth, the markets seem to think that. I'm watching that today, and the market's been beat up pretty bad the last couple of days, mainly on the um, the rise of the 10-year Treasury and bond yields. Um, Jerome Powell, Fed chair, has been up on the Hill testifying today about, and he really didn't give any any details other than, yeah, we're going to use our tools to combat inflation. Oh, duh, we know that. That's your mission didn't really give, uh, that I could tell, he didn't specify uh, we're going to raise rates by this much and on these dates. 
the interest rates. And then there's the issue of, of course, uh, bond buying and, and the, the announcement that they're going to temper, or excuse me, taper bond buying, which just reduces cash in the money supply, which also negatively typically affects markets. So not really sure uh, where all that's going, but the markets seem to be okay with what he said, watching them today, and I think the markets also believe that we're not too far for the point where we see a rapid decline of, of cases, hospitalizations, lockdowns, shutdowns, etc. Paul also makes a point, firing unvaccinated nurses. The question for you, Paul, are you aware, and I'm, I'm not disputing you, I'm not arguing with you, are you aware, is anybody aware of any uh, healthcare institutions in the state that have terminated staff, including nurses, for not being vaccinated. And one of the things that has been of interest to me, uh, just following the news in some of the other areas of the country, is that uh, the more strict blue states and blue communities, they're actually not only are they uh, doing away with that requirement because of the short staffing, they're actually allowing infected health care workers to come to the hospitals and work as long as they only care for patients that are infected, which makes sense, honestly. I think that is a, a practical and prudent way to handle that. But that's a bit of a reversal than the just strict, no, you're out of here, you're gone, and don't, don't come around here if you're we shoot your head and you got a temperature, for example. That's kind of an interesting turnabout, I think. I also wanted to get on this diet culture thing, and here's why. So now the CDC director comes out and says, yep, looks like 75% uh, of the uh, cases of deaths in this country, deaths that are attributed to COVID, had comorbidities. Now we at least four. At least four. Now we've known this, and it's diabetes, hypertension, obesity, and age. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and that's not anything revelational. It seems like that the healthcare professionals from day one were saying, "Yeah, your 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 prospect of contracting serious illness is dramatically increased if you are a person with those comorbidities." Um, but here's the thing. Morbid obesity in particular, according to what my physicians have shared with me, they'd have treated a number of COVID patients. And, and, and I've got, uh, I, get, I get this information from a, a close friend who is a radiologist that has literally read scans of thousands of COVID infected. I mean, for a while there, every, that's all he did every day is read COVID scans. And he shared that, you know, the thing that almost assures they're where they are, which is in the hospital, that's where he reads scans for, is morbid obesity. It causes a problem because of the oxygenation problem that just complicates the fact that you got this stuff in your lungs. And I've heard the same from, from other contacts that, that are the highest level running these big hospitals. But, here, but here's the deal. Why doesn't the president come out as firm and as strong to, let's say, require people to change their dietary habits so that they could 
um, eliminate that, address that comorbidity, which typically also causes hypertension, diabetes, the other comorbidities. They're together. Uh, Those are typically linked. Not only is he not doing that and, and still stays with this narrative that the absolute only solution to this is wear 14 masks in every vaccination known to man. That's just it. No, no questions asked. But now we have NPR, taxpayer-funded NPR, that publishes an article and then had a, uh, a, um, a, a not a podcast, but a, a live broadcast where they address the diet culture. And this title of this article, Diet Culture is Everywhere, Here's how to fight it. So they're not recommending to people to try to um, perhaps pursue weight loss. They're actually saying you can fight this. And this is what they say that I, I just was shocked at, that they're recommending that the BMI, the body mass index, is, should be eliminated as a measurement. And they're saying that the problem with the BMI was that it was never meant to measure individual health and, again, was based purely on studies of white men. Therefore, it's got to be totally discounted, eliminated, just crushed, gone from culture. It's incredible. And so they actually, in the article... The uh, subtitle of that section, Know That BMI Is BS. (laughs) That's how they title it. And then there's this therapist who conducts an interview. It comes on, and she introduces herself. Uh, I'll get to that when we come back on how she described herself. Plus, as soon as we come back, Rhino's going to give away some tickets. Stay with us. We'll be back. drip roofing and construction the name says it all all types of roofing and construction your certified certainteed shingle installer family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the metro no drip roofing and construction 601-371-1051 be sure and check out the newly remodeled basils in fondren where you get simple food done well and don't forget to drop by basils fountain view at the renaissance go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations that's basils I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. 
Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked them up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. us into this segment super talk mississippi middays gerard and rhino in the studio before we do the giveaway paula meridian reports anderson's at the hospital in meridian they keep flip-flopping on the the vax mandate deborah says yes sir umc grenada has fired and and terminated nurses for not being vaccinated appreciate uh, that report we'll check it out rhino go 
Oh, yeah, we got concert tickets to give away. Mississippi's very own Three Doors Down, along with platinum-selling group Seether, will be at the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo on Friday, April 1st. April Fool's Day, but it's no fooling you. You're going to get a chance to win two tickets. They're going to go on sale, though, this Thursday, 10 a.m. If you don't win them, you can still buy them. Ticketmaster.com or the Bancorp South Arena box office is where you can get your hands on them. But if you want to win some, all you got to do is be the 13th person. Since it's on April Fool's Day, we'll start with an unlucky number. Number 13, be the 13th person to text in with the word kryptonite to the C Spire text line 601-879-4395, and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Three Doors Down in Seether on April 1st in Tupelo. Appreciate that, Rhino. Chris, the mailman says, Socialism is the ultimate low-carb diet. Boom! COVID cured. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. Um, I wanted to share this with you, this conversation that occurred on taxpayer-funded national public radio about uh, how they are advising folks to approach this whole dieting thing. This person is named Sand Chang. She uh, introduces herself. I am a Chinese-American non-binary therapist. <laughs> as soon as I see non-binary, all credibility off the table, as far as I'm concerned. And psychologist and DEI consultant. In other words, <laughs> she's a race pimp. Let's just say it. She makes money in instructing people and consulting on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, she, <laughs> the host says, Chang specializes in research and treatment of eating disorders within marginalized communities in the Bay Area. They say decoupling from diet culture is often eye-opening and uncomfortable. Decoupling. Decoupling. And then um, the host goes on to say, uh, introduces another guest called Sabrina Strings, who is a professor of sociology at the University of California, Irvine, and author of the book, Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia. Somebody wrote a book on this? Extensive research Miss Strings has conducted that the fat phobia is so prevalent in today's society, it was largely a product of two elements working together to anoint Europeans as superior to all others. The thing is, the BMI was never meant to measure individual health. Again, it was based purely on studies of white men. Don't tell the NFL, because I'm pretty sure that is one of the things that they measure. Isn't it not? Oh, yeah. Publish it on every prospect, it seems like, when they go to those camps, the combines and so forth. It, it's just, uh, here we are injecting race and equity and health. Why don't we focus on, you know, people of different races and ethnicities? No doubt. They are more subject. I think that's proven to certain disease. One that comes to mind is sickle cell anemia and how it impacts uh, the black population. I think that's true. Uh, but there, there are other things like uh, folks that are fair-complected, more subject to melanoma and skin cancer. This is just scientific fact. And so we should treat accordingly. But when we just start introducing race into science, be that's just a over the top absurd and really not consistent 
with what produces best outcomes, but rather trying to treat, I guess, your uh, your self-respect and and maybe your self-esteem. Well, that's different. That's a different matter that needs to be taught. There's got to be some common sense introduced into all this crap. I see the um, text rolling in. You remember um, not too long ago, Rhino, we had shared um, the Lake Superior State University's banish words list. Oh, yeah. Wait what, no worries, at the end of the day, etc. How about now, there is a university, uh, let's see, this is from the University of California at Irvine. UC Irvine. Yeah. A a great uh, school for information technology, by the way. You, uh, you're familiar with the uh, the term, the kind of, kind of um, statement, avoid kill, they don't want you to say kill two birds with one stone. That's the statement. It's kind of common, colloquial expression in our society. Feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> I kid you not. The old adage. Kill two birds with one stone. That's violent language that should be avoided. <laughs> Feed two birds with one... I can't get over that with one stone. You ever stone. tried killing one bird with one stone? <laughs> we thank you so much for joining us. Rhino and I will be back with you in the studio tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.